write notes through the hourglass. These are the songs of our lives. Welcome to the latest episode of Songs of Our Lives. I am Brad Rose. I am a musician, a composer, an artist, a writer, the founder of Foxy Digitalis, and a whole lot more. And I think about music and sound probably far more than is healthy. Each week I invite on uh, somebody who I know or respect or am interested in, think is interesting, I don't know, or all of those things, and I ask them about the songs that have left a mark and made an impact on their lives. This week, I am really excited to welcome Larry Wish, who is an artist, musician, um, a singer, a very theatrical person. Let's just say that. Anyway, he he has a new album out called Capricorn Sun. It just came out recently on Orange Milk, and it is really wonderful and fun and just strange and... I've always found him to be such an intriguing figure. I don't know Larry well. You know, we we kind of know each other just through, you know, various places. And, you know, I've written about some of his work and things like that. But based on just his work and his, his Instagram page especially, I felt like he would be a really interesting guest on here. And I wasn't wrong. I wasn't wrong. So we recorded this uh, a couple weeks ago on Zoom and had a really good time. I hope you enjoy it. My guest today is a artist, musician, composer, um, all of those things, and has an Instagram account that sometimes terrifies me. Please welcome to the show, Larry Wish. <laughs> Hello. That's, that's the best introduction and perfect for spooky season. Yeah, I know, right? We're it's that's true. Yeah, those that those recent pictures you posted with the mask or whatever. I don't know what's going on there, and I love it, but it freaks me out a little bit. Awesome. Yeah, that's the composer head character. I love it. I love. It. Um, <laughs> I guess I, I'm going to ask about the record in a second, but that is a question. It, you. You do seem to have characters. Is that like, or you do a lot of, I don't know. Like, I mean, you get into, yeah, you seem to get into character a bit. Is that a thing? Sure. Yeah. I like theatrics and I like kind of different personas. Maybe not like fully like as wildly different and thought out as for, as like this newest composer head character, for example. But Mm -hmm. I feel like if I'm playing with, the live band versus doing like a a solo show um, in any direction that a solo show can go. I feel like I am operating like my mind differently and acting Mm. differently. Um, So there, there, there are, there's a bit of compartmentalization with like personas across uh, the performance board for me, for sure. Uh, I mean, I, I love it. I think it just adds this other, I mean, it's one of the things I've always been drawn to in your work is there's this layer of it's fun. Like you're, I can tell, nice. like, I mean, it's, it's very, it's so well written and there's all those apps, but it's fun. Like, and it's, and I think that sometimes is a miss. And I talk about this a lot on all of my shows, but sure. I feel like that's like often a missing, a, like a missing component to some, some kinds of music where it's just, it sometimes can feel too self-serious and it's like, I love how much fun you seem to have with it. I hear you. And I feel like, yeah, I feel like I've had a lot of those thoughts before and like fun is fun and playfulness is such, um, has been such a part of music for, it seems like so much of human history that, um, it's, it it feels really good to play with that energy and not to totally like cast it off. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, I love it. Um, well, real quick, so you got a new album that just came out a couple of weeks ago, a week ago. I can't, I guess it's beginning yeah. of September. September 1st, um, whenever that was. 
Yeah, God, I have no idea. <laughs> I, you could tell me it's like next year. I'd be like, sure. Sounds yeah, good. I'm with you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so Capricorn Sun. What? I, I, I like it a lot. I wrote about it a couple weeks ago. Thank you. Um, I'm, I'm really curious. Like what, why you were making it or once it was in like, what, what is the thing about it that surprised you the most? I think the thing about it that surprised me the, the most, um, is that as I was going along and certainly like looking back on, on the finished album, now that it's all done is, um, the the whole like nautical and naval <laughs> and like ships and boats and water theme was not planned at all but it oh, just wow. kept on <laughs> it just kept on happening in ways that felt like okay keep going down this yeah. hallway and see, see where see where this takes you <laughs> that's what wow. yeah, i don't wild. know if it ended up in like an entirely like comprehensive um like concept album or or right. theme across the map like that but uh there's there's certainly a number of songs uh, about boats and ships and water and the navy <laughs> <laughs> that's great i see i would have totally guessed that was just part of the plan i love that that makes me love it even more we gotta embrace the happy uh, accidents absolutely yeah. that's um i feel like m most of my best ideas come from those so you know True. <laughs> um well Let's get into it. Speaking of my best ideas, this show has been so much fun. I, I will say that when I got your list of songs, I, and I was listening to it, I was like, okay, I feel like I understand Larry Wish and your music better. <laughs> it, it, and and, and I love awesome. that about this. Yeah, that's I, perfect. So I don't want to be a mystery. I'm like not trying to be enshrouded in any sort of mystery. And so any sort of like clarity that I can, that I can bring to the table is perfect. Awesome. Well... <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully others will, as they listen to this, will also get a clearer picture. And then, of course, they need to check out your check out your new record and other stuff and all that. But Please. let's first go all the way back and talk about what is the first song you remember. The first song I remember, and now I'm gonna, I need to actually consult the list a little bit. The first song <laughs> that I remember is. Send in the clowns. Oh uh, wow! By by Stephen Sondheim, um, and that's because that is a it was a music box that I had when I was a little baby, and it was of kind of this raggedy looking clown, um, and the music box played "Send in the clowns." Um, wow! And so this was the very first music I remember, and and actually it really sent me on on my path as far as like creating music yeah. goes, and like feelings that i like to chase because um i had that music box until i was about three when i was about three might have been four i decided to smash that music box with a hammer because <laughs> because it made me feel so happy and so sad at the same yeah. time and like little tiny me could not understand how those two feelings could coexist together right, for sure and so kind of that like bittersweet happy sad feeling that like was so scary and weird to me then is now something that like ever since i've started making music of my own that's like a feeling that i'm chasing hard for constantly. sure yeah oh my god that's amazing i mean and and i feel like that feeling and it's like this is kind of the almost the pinnacle of that in a way you know in a song like of nice. capturing yes. that yes um that's amazing i was so one of the things that always happens as i've been doing this because you know i get the song list i get it in random order i don't right. know what any of the picks are i you know your brain starts thinking like oh i wonder if that's this or i wonder if right. that never like if you would have told me if you would have been like this is the greatest song ever i would have been like yeah that track like i could right you can make that case <laughs> like it is it is so good it is and i in this version of it too, like the just Stephen Sondheim playing, you know, because there's a million different versions of it, mm -hmm. and this one particularly, I feel like just heightens all the emotion because it feels so raw and visceral and uh, cool. Oh, I'm glad. Um, it's an amazing song. I love this song, and I, and it's just and it's such a comp like the just the writing of it, like the the different meters it's in, and it's so complex yes. and like deceptively complex. Yes. 
Um, but wow. Okay. I love it. See, we're off to a great start. I can't believe that's the first, what a first song. <laughs> yeah, wow. Truly. <laughs> um, well, and, and this, this could have also been probably an answer to this question, but what, well, I guess first I'm going to ask, are you a crier? Oh yeah. Like constantly for sure. Um, do you, I know that you have a, a, a new baby. Yes. As do you feel like, cause I, so I have a 10 year old. Cool. Do you feel like you you cry more now? Yeah, maybe just because it's so um the like the release that the emotions create is so like readily available almost constantly yeah. like every day. <laughs> yes. Like I just this morning at like 5:45 I was you know feeding Nomi a bottle and mm-hmm. just looking at him and to- totally just weeping. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I remember I yeah, I mean, I still, it's still, I mean, she's 10 and it's, oh, it's, yeah, I, anyway. I'm ready to I, cry gonna, forever. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> well, so what, what's a song that usually will make you cry? Ooh, a song that usually will make me cry. Let's see. That one, I think that one was Two Ragged Soldiers by Scott Walker. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Um, that is that, that's a hell of a song, and then and I feel like one of the things I love about Scott Walker is that he has this ability to, well, he paints these pictures, but he captures yes. the like these sort of like s- very small, very specific like feelings or moments in a way that is just so power. It's like things that would be often forgotten or something, but he sort of distills them into these perfect songs, right? And and that song yeah. specifically for me just makes me think of, I mean, because the way that I that that I think about that song and and it seems like a lot of the poetry involved is the these kind of like two old like life war torn fools like walking around and <laughs> pretending to be on a grand adventure and just kind of like living the last moments of their lives yeah. and that's how it feels to me when i get together with like other musicians oh my god <laughs> to play music or <laughs> yeah. to play a show or to record it's kind of like we're all these like fools who are like daring to dream and we're all like <laughs> hoping to like contribute so much and do so much but really we're just these fools who everyone else is like yes. why don't you get a get a job or yeah <laughs> right what are, what you, are doing? you doing <laughs> that oh my god yeah that's so true i uh like I, i'm scott walker is like of course one of my all-time favorites and i love all his stuff but for me like scott three is that's the one i that's yeah that's the one yeah for me it's beautiful um i when i did this on the other like answer these questions because i recorded one last week where somebody else interviewed me and this was almost my like it's raining today was almost my pick for the greatest song of all time i picked something else but i think that one has you can make a case you can make a case for about any song on that record honestly but totally um and yeah when i saw that i was like scott walker was i was trying to describe your music to somebody today when i was telling him we were doing this and i was they knew orange milk i was like Imagine if Scott Walker was on Orange Milk. Oh, that's like, wonderful. I love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were like, that sounds bananas. Uh, I was like, yeah, go listen to it. <laughs> You'll love it. Um, well, so we uh, going kind of the other direction. What is a song that always puts you in a better mood? Ooh, a song that puts me in a better mood. Oh, that one was Feeling Stronger Every Day by Chicago. Oh yeah, I can see that. Yeah, that one just like there was a period like last year where for months and months that was like the go-to song in my van whenever I was going anywhere and like uh-huh. dealing with like some you know whatever life throws at you kind of stuff and so just like popping on you know the the tape player and hearing that was like okay yes I can deal with anything. It's like it, yeah. it's a it's definitely a pump up song for me. Yeah, it's very it's. It's like very anthemic, but not in a way I normally think of something as being anthemic because it is. It's very, yeah. it's like, it's almost, <laughs> it's like a self-help anthemic song. Yes. But in a, it's, but it's also in kind of a fun way. And I think I, when I was 
I think I was reading like he wrote this about like coming out of his divorce. It seems like it, and... yeah, there's definitely kind of like the imagery of like oh we we couldn't make it together. Um, we're better off without each other, yada yada. But like usually, I feel like those sort of themes and songs are difficult and not ones that I gravitate gravitate right. towards. But like this, I feel like um it was done in in a way that really got me. Yeah, and. Another thing I kind of realized listening to this, and there was, I can't remember what else, there was something else on your list, and we'll get to it. I, yeah. But um, I'm apparently really drawn, like, because he kind of had his vocal delivery, like, he has a, it's very, like, kind of falsetto. Yeah. I, I was like, I'm really drawn to that. Like, I don't know. I think that's a, as a person who, like, and I know you can relate to this, like, I have a deeper voice. I sing in a lower register. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, I love Scott Walker and I love all those, but I think part of it is envy. <laughs> sure yeah um yeah it's nice to be able to like sing high and pretty and that's like for me that's a that's a stretch and a reach for sure yeah right (laughs) right and chicago chicago is just a weird like a weird band like rock and roll with horns i know i got like so into them last year like head first like dove in listened to every single album and got obsessed and all of my friends were like why (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I I mean I can see it. It's yeah. I don't know. It, research. it feels like they Yeah, research. <laughs> and they kind of have this like unique niche of, you know, like rock and roll with horns. I don't know. Yeah. Um I feel like I wonder if there's there's like a, a band out there that does ska covers of Chicago. I feel like that would be it. There has to be. If there's not, it's a hugely missed opportunity. Yeah. Um Chicago. So, I mean, there you go. So any any listeners who are we want to start a ska band, there's your concept. Um, you can have that one on the house. Chicago. Oh, yes. Gosh, that's good. Um, okay, well, we asked the big questions here. So what is objectively, and we all know that I believe this, there's an answer to this question. What is objectively the greatest song of all time? Oh, that's um, for me easily. Well, not just not subjectively, but objectively. <laughs> it's it's what a wonderful world by Louis Armstrong. Yeah, I mean, it just like it, it encapsulates the human experience so well. Um, it focuses on like the positive in such a beautiful way, and uh, it's just the most beautiful and sweetest. Um, perfect song like if if there was one song if every other song didn't exist and there was only one song if it was that, that one it, we song. wouldn't need anymore yeah if we, if we didn't know and there he, could be more we would be completely happy yeah oh my god and his and and he just the way he sings it and the way i mean just, yeah. you know what a amazing oh my gosh we had this children's book when my daughter was baby and it was it was what a water for world and it was the lyrics for the song and like one of the whoa i need that it it killed me yeah like, especially when you get to the part the i see babies cry watch them grow, and i'm sitting there reading this to my infant child, ah. like, just break down yeah. destroy you in, in like the best way too yes. you know um yeah. but it yeah it is i feel like it's yeah it, I, it's all the best things in life mm-hmm. and it yeah, is it's just, life it's just like it's life yeah. in a song yeah i mean and how to, to pack such a pun and it's like you know it's like what two and a half minutes three minutes yeah maybe i three? don't even know if it's even three minutes it might be shorter uh, yeah. than three minutes <laughs> I know. and it just it's yeah it's everything i love the idea i'm imagining some sort of i don't know like movie or play concept where it's like this is the only song that exists and nobody knows that there could ever be any other song and somehow they didn't i don't know they discovered something else like but what would you want to discover it i'll be a letdown i know and i um, wonder what they do then are they like do they embrace that there can be other options or do they do they can they not help but like compare the two and then they totally like um banish the person who made the new song and right, delete it's all not, records <laughs> yeah oh my god yeah this <laughs> It's gonna be fun. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of a cool. That's a cool kernel of an idea right there. So that, yeah, yeah, bookmark oh that. Yeah, just God, just giving all this stuff away. Today, apparently, <laughs> that's what that's what we're here to do. I'm not here to copyright in too many ideas. Right. You know, we need humanity to keep going and spread, and ideas uh, uh, like fractalate yeah. off each other. 
Um, okay. Somehow I've closed the window with all the questions in it, and I don't have them memorized, so hang on. Then we have the Jeez. biggest question of all is, where are the questions? <laughs> Once we unlock that. Why are that, we here? Yeah. <laughs> then, we, then we've earned the right to be able to ask the rest of the questions once we can solve yes. that big one okay we've found it we can move on <laughs> nice. the episode is saved um oh yeah okay so kind of you know this is kind of uh, what's a song that you used to love but now you you find it a bit cringeworthy oh yeah i think that was probably that was that was definitely um limb biscuits break stuff <laughs> because that was one where i i am I can like imagine being 10 years old and like riding around on my bike and like riding around the block and seeing if any of my friends are outside hanging out and like looking for people to play with and like feeling like almost like tweeny kind of like where you start to get a little sassy in your life and I'm <laughs> yeah. um, just like. Yeah, it's basically a description of my kid yeah. right now. I so, am yeah. mad for no reason, and it's just because <laughs> this song said right that they're <laughs> mad, and so now I'm mad too. Because yeah, sometimes I've gotten out of bed and I didn't really uh, like what followed that much as other times. <laughs> um, but I mean, at this point, I've come full circle, and now I, it's like yeah, I'm, it's a cringeworthy, cringy song, but like also I still love it. Yeah, can't, no, can't well, help I mean, it. and that's. Yeah, and that's the thing, you know, there's, like, I don't believe in guilty pleasures. It's like, like what you like. You oh, know, totally, yeah. And of course, there's things that, especially that we maybe like when we were younger, that now it's like, okay, yeah, there's there's some problematic aspects of it, but it's like, you can hold both things. You can be like, yes, I recognize these sort of issues with it, Yeah. but there's this other part of me that loves it. Yeah, and, there's like space for all of the layers and all of the feelings. Yeah, yeah. and... And didn't Limp Biscuit have like a reunion recently or something? I don't know. Was it was it because of the like um, Woodstock '99 docs that oh, were coming maybe. out? I, They're like, oh yeah, people remember played, us. <laughs> yeah, like, holy shit! I swear that they played like Pitchfork Fest or something. When I don't know, Whoa. maybe I'm dreaming. Maybe this was a dream I had, which is a weird dream to th- have because it's. I don't know. That's cool. I, I mean, always thought Pitchfork has been reviewing a lot of like um kind of anniversary albums. Maybe they should um review significant other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean we're what? We gotta be on the twentieth something, right? At this point. <laughs> it must be. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Limp Biscuit, it's such a I remember so I was I think I was in college when this came out. Nice. And it was it was like all the frat guys loved it. Oh like yeah, this, it was the because they would act so aggro and like whatever for <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't understand the connection. <laughs> and, and and like Fred, you know, I'd always thought Fred Durst. It's funny, you know, he's this, he's, he's a big tough guy. Or what, he <laughs> yeah. thinks he's a big tough guy, yeah. but he has this like like the weakest vocal delivery, and like it's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just that dichotomy is like you're singing about all this stuff but it just it sounds kind of meek and then until you get into the you know when the when the breakdown happens and it explodes right. then you're oh. well but, it's very meta it's like because one thing in one extreme is true then the exact opposite on the other side is <laughs> just as true yeah there you go um yeah i don't know it's really interesting and i wonder too if they like if they did make a comeback like are people into that? Do people want that in 2023? You know I, what? I mean, why not? You know what I've experienced just with just in my own um, microcosm of like the local Minneapolis slash St. Paul music scene where mm-hmm. I live is like people love new metal and people are co- oh. people are covering Limp Biscuit at, sh- at shows. Oh, my God. For sure. Yeah. And wow, like, you okay. know, like like queer people and like it's not like yeah. fratty or broy, although that energy is still there, but it's just like I mean, you know, th- things are tough and people want to like play yeah. with that energy and just like get wild. Uh, yeah, no, I think that that's yeah, I think that's really interesting thinking about it coming from that other like a totally different perspective. Yeah. And it's cool to like that, take that and and own it for like the queer community too, I think. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. No, okay. I'm 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 all for that. I haven't seen any Limp Biscuit covers around here, but maybe I'm just going to maybe I'm not going to the right shows. Uh, <laughs> Well, this is kind of maybe a little bit the not total opposite, but maybe adjacent. Uh-huh. Um, 
what is the song that most people hate or don't like, but you absolutely love it? This one, uh, I this one, I feel like gets me in trouble, or like gets people <laughs> are like critic like to criticize about it, or they're just like, no, you will not play this song <laughs> if I'm ever oh, trying boy. to, and it's it's photographed by Nickelback. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's just truly like. It's such a sentimental and sappy and emotional song that they tricked me. Like they got me. Uh, I, <laughs> I think so, that, and that's probably like probably what they were going for is they're like we need a hit that's like so identifiable with everyone about and that's so nostalgic. And so I'm right. Like their marketing they, campaign worked and they tricked me and I like their song. Oh my god, that's <laughs> what so I had managed to avoid this song my entire life. I mean, I yeah, had, naturally, I feel like most <laughs> people do with no problem. My biggest takeaway from it was like, what is going on with the vocal production on this song? Like, what in the hell are they trying? Like, it's so weird <laughs> yeah, and terrible, it and it could maybe be really interesting, but it just, it's so strange. I mean, it's technically, it's it's experimental music. <laughs> Because yeah. of the vocal production, <laughs> it's like it's not at all what I you know it's, it's it starts out this acoustic guitar or whatever and you're like okay I you think in your head I know what the, I know what this is gonna sound right. like it's gonna sound like every other and then this weird like because it's it's clearly doubled or tripled and there's some I don't know what might be quadrupled <laughs> yeah I mean it's <laughs> two it's doublers this... two doubler <laughs> um, effects yeah. Right, I was gonna say it's not even actually doubled. It's just effects because it sounds. Yeah. It has this kind of robotic tinge to it. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's very. It's very avant garde. It so. is. It's like so avant garde in the vocal treatment that, like in music academia, they'll be teaching it in the future, <laughs> like alongside uh, Laurie Anderson's "Oh Superman." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Those two songs. And, oh my god! I want to meet the professor who the first one that brings this out and, and just. The look on everybody's face, like, is he fucking playing Nickelback right now? Like, wait a minute. I would yeah, love to I see was, that. I, I was, I was pretty shocked, and the, and and then I don't know, and the lyrics, it all, like, it doesn't seem real. Like, I, I, there's this, I, yeah, no, the, like the whole the thing lyrics, about someone I feel like were maybe, I think the lyrics are maybe the sort of thing where it's like they had a group of songwriters in Sweden who wrote the song in Swedish and then translated it to English, or maybe just like kind of wrote it in English as their second language. And then said, yeah. here, Nickelback, here are your lyrics. <laughs> oh, that's great. I love it though. You know, that's, I, again, this, I would not have guessed that that was the answer to this question. And that's why I love doing this. Yes. And, um, and there are no guilty, pre guilty pleasures here. Like I said, no. that's, um okay well on a completely different tangent what is the most romantic song that one for me i chose um joni mitchell's urge for going mm. um, because that one is just for me it's like so poetic and it's really sad like it's not like a romantic like happy ending love story song but it's a very yeah. much like like the pursuit of loves like multiple loves across an entire lifetime and like parting ways and so i think it's it's got that happiness and sadness yes. bittersweet romance feeling that that i completely am in love with oh i'm right there with you yeah i am i am like a sucker for that kind of thing or i'm a sucker for like the sort of doomed romance like romeo and juliet i am all like totally the, you know yeah like Humanity loves like it. Was, we keep telling that story over and over again. You know, we must, we must really, There's really a like reason. it for now. Yeah. <laughs> do you, do you consider? Do you think of yourself as a romantic? Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. There's there's like lots of love. Um, yeah. That's just like part of my energy intrinsically, and I just I find romance in everything for sure. I think yeah. I think that's awesome though. I think I think it's I, I think it's especially i don't know in the the world we live in today like trying to find those things those moments in every everyday aspects of our lives it's it's more it feels even more powerful you know yeah yeah i feel like it's important to even just try 
to be able to get there so that you just have a better time. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like a helpful yeah. tool, I think, really. Yeah, I do too. I think so. I think, yeah, romance is an underrated and not and you know and i always love to think about interpreting this question interpreting the word romance because a lot of people think of it as you know romantic love and like it's like but it's so much more it's such yes. a bigger thing you know yeah um and, and i think that's you know with that Joni mitchell's like yeah that's, yeah because i mean there's room for joy and room for sorrow exactly yeah, room for and, so many emotions there yeah that's great um what is a song that changed your perspective on an artist? Ooh, let's see. Okay, yeah. This one, this one for me was, um, it was the live version um, of You Gave Me a Mountain um, by yeah. Elvis Presley, which is a cover, and I'm forgetting the original songwriter. I think it was like a country song. I think so. But this, like... Hearing this and hearing that whole live at the Honolulu International Center album kind of made me like think about Elvis differently. Um, And especially after seeing the the like biopic that that came Mm -hmm. out about him, I kind of see him now as somebody who was like, oh, you were like crafting a sound and you were like really like on this journey of trying to make that happen and like blend so many things and like make it mm-hmm. as big as possible. Yeah. And like devoting an entire lifetime to doing that. And right. he's a Capricorn. So I just like have to, <laughs> as like a cap sun and moon, I, I have to oh. just like give a lot of respect to, to other Capricorns constantly. Yeah, I think like one of the words I wrote down for, in the notes for this is majestic. Yeah, and it's like you were saying he was cultivating this thing. This it's very large, like everything he did. And um, I heard I first heard this a couple months ago. I actually so my dad was getting rid of his record collection and you know trying to downsize, and I was like, oh, well, let me go through them and you know see what I want to keep. Yeah. And this was one of the records, and, and I mainly got it because my wife loves Elvis, and I hadn't at, that, nice. at this point like I didn't listen to a lot of Elvis, you right. know. But I was like, oh, she'd be into this, and so I got it, and we put it on one night, and I was like, oh my god, this is great! It's a great <laughs> show. Just like if you, if I were to like see like that entire show, I I'm sure I would have been blown away. Absolutely, yeah, I was really taken aback, and it so it's. I, I yeah I I feel the same like it kind of changed my perspective on him too and um I haven't seen the I haven't seen the movie yet I need to I need to watch that it's one cool I would recommend this. it it's, okay. I feel like like any music docs or or movies yeah. I generally end up really enjoying <laughs> yeah yeah so that's oh that's great no I'm I, I I've never seen have you watched the like concert footage of this or have you no but if that exists I would love to see it I'm there must I feel be like something. I th- yeah, because I think I read that it was like it was broadcast on right. network TV, so it's got to exist somewhere. Everything exists somewhere. Yes, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, well, what are your favorite lyrics? Whether it's a song or just like a single line, um, what song, Larry Wish, has your favorite lyrics? Oh, that was gonna be that's gonna be answers by our Stevie Moore. Oh, nice. Um, because the lyrics yes. are so, like, they feel, like, very, um, like, template-driven. Like, he's very mm-hmm. much taking, like, a, a style of poetry and, like, sticking to that style. But it just, like, makes me think of Shel Silverstein so oh, much. And it, the, the lyrics are yeah. so just, like, playful and, like, almost like a nursery rhyme or, like, a children's song. And, yeah, yeah I just think that there's, like, a fun, like nice cleverness in them too i think so yeah i that was my first note on here is like i love the way these lyrics are put together yeah and i i just there's and like i feel like the song there's kind of um sort of something that's like this kind of hypnotic quality to it that is really like exponentially amplified by the structure and the approach of the like lyrics it just pulls you into this world of this song yes it is like and, being in a room. It's like that song is definitely yeah. like a room with a specific aesthetic. 
yeah. And the God, the Shel Silverstein, that's a really, as soon as you said, I'm like, oh my God, yeah, this <laughs> definitely gives me that vibe. Uh-huh. And and speaking of great falsettos, there you go, like on this R.C. Moore. <laughs> yeah, yes. Um, are you a big R.C. Moore fan? Oh, totally. I, yeah. 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 Really, like, I'm just, like, still, of course, like, probably everyone else, like, finding more and more stuff because he, right. he has, like, an endless supply. Yeah, and he's like he's like this chameleon or something because you he has this endless supply and you never quite know what you're gonna find. Yeah, and I love that in an artist. I love seeing Same. people like explore and like try the most different things that they can come up with at the time. I think yeah, I have huge respect for that. Yeah, yeah, I know he's great, and this is gosh, I'm not the Shell Silverstein. That's that Steam thing's gonna like live, and we it, Shell Silverstein's like a big thing in our house. Like my daughter oh, cool. really loves Shell Silverstein. Yes. And, she's like every time it'll be like oh you need to go do some reading for school half the time she wants to read one of those cool. it's like yeah. yes yeah so so what is a song that you have or that you can listen to the most oh a song that i can listen to the most let's see because there's like there's what's your favorite song and then there's this one yeah and that's different okay yeah i feel like I feel like a song that I can listen to the most. It was probably song I can listen to the most is probably Inca Dance by Cusco. Nice. Yeah. I'm. I so this was something I I had never heard this in my life until right. this, and and I feel like there's maybe something problematic about a bunch of German guys like making sure yeah it's like it's appropriation straight up for sure yeah yeah and it's but it's also it's it's a blast it's like it's and and i'm a big pan pipe apologist uh-huh. you know there was i think there was there's some big pan pipe backlash yes. at some point probably i love yeah. pan pipes i'm 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 bring out your pan pipes well, for me like this, i'm a huge coast to coast fan mm. and this song plays at the end of every coast to coast episode so like when oh, in my early know. 20s i was like listening to every episode like every night like staying up until three or whatever and so like this i just yeah. this has like a special place in my heart for that reason of like totally. oh this reminds me of like spirituality and like ghosts and aliens and like weirdness and question marks and mysteries and like all these things that i love so much yeah that's great um it feels very like when i was reading about this it was like oh yeah of course they're german and i say this is somebody with a lot of <laughs> like comes from a german family background yeah. which also sounds maybe not great but i it feels very german sure. <laughs> and on a recent episode uh rasputin by boney m came <laughs> up which is another one of those songs it's yeah. like this is so german yes. this is like the most <laughs> yes there's just something about the germans uh. that like, I do want to listen to that song now. <laughs> oh, that's uh, that was my pick for a song that people hate, and the people is my daughter uh-huh. that I love. She hates that's fair. every time. It doesn't have to be multiple people. It can be one person. No. Yeah, yeah. That's what I try to tell people. It's like make your own contact yeah. because a lot of times I don't know what people. I'm not super aware of what sure. the you know. Um, but yeah, Cusco. This is so. This is the only song of theirs I've ever heard. So I have no idea what Me either of stuff I've, sounds like. I've never. I'll admit, I've never tried to like listen to albums or anything. I'm like yeah. quite happy with this one. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, pan pipes. Bring pan pipes back, <laughs> yes. people. Um. Well, what's a cover song that is better than the original? For this one, I chose this. Gosh, this is probably controversial, but for this one, I chose the residence version of jambalaya by hank williams wow okay yeah Yeah. just because what i love about um covers and about playing other people's music is like when an artist or a group like truly makes a whole different world out of it and makes it their own and makes it like you don't even recognize it Right, yeah. and if I didn't know this was a Hank Williams song, I would never ever guess. Yeah, it's like not apparent at all. <laughs> no, <laughs> except for and it's it... on like the Stars and Hank Forever album, so it's like they're doing like John Philip Sousa and they're doing Hank Williams covers. <laughs> right, which is such a wild thing 
in and of itself. Oh, yeah. But Super I, American. Very, very patriotic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And patriotic is definitely the word that comes to mind when I think of the residents. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, maybe like truly, like, you know, not, That's true. not in like, like the way that kind of like 4th of July um, right, enthusiasts like, would maybe, maybe embody, but like kind of in the way of like, oh, free thought. Yeah, yeah that's true yeah no i um are you a big residence fan yeah oh yeah hugely hugely i don't i don't know their catalog as well as i feel like i should it's one of those things where it's like anytime like i've heard a lot of it right but i'm not i've never like i don't know gotten in deep i feel like it's a rabbit hole if i go down it's gonna become like a thing <laughs> start with meet the residents it's like kind of their like their first like official album album and um that's a it's like go from there you, know, you, you get to meet them meet the residents yeah. <laughs> it's got it's the great the title. yeah it's got the great meet the beatles um album cover oh. parody <laughs> man um and it's it's just like very weird and operatic and like very different from the rest of their albums because there's so much like acoustic piano and like oh um kind of minimal synth and it's it's like a, a rare and special one but it like gets i think it gets you into their vibe really well okay. that they like carried on until like they're, well they're still carrying it on <laughs> right i was gonna yeah, yeah they're st- <laughs> god they've been around forever um I, and i that's like one of those things where and they're one of those bands that have been around forever and they're still interesting and still you know that's that's hard and that's uh take my hat off to that truly yeah all right we're coming down the home stretch here we got two to go cool. the big ones you could say oh, cross my fingers <laughs> for some reason what's the song that means the most to you not because of the song itself but because you either you associate it with something or someone or like an experience that's really important to you oh yeah so this one is going to be you're still on my mind by george jones ah because it like it like country music came to me in such a specific time of my life that like it showed up exactly when it needed to show up uh you know like really yeah because i would say like before before like 2020 i didn't really listen to country very much at all i was kind of like oh like you know dolly parton and johnny cash are cool right and that's what i know about yeah (laughs) but um just he like hearing george jones's voice for the first Mm -hmm. time was a very special occasion for me and it was like a punch in the chest and it was so out of left field and i was not expecting it at all but it like made me completely fall in love with country music yeah um, and made me want to know more about like an entire genre and an entire culture and i feel like when that happens like that's really special when yeah. like a door opens to such a big room or such a a new world that you haven't been in before like i want that to always happen forever right you know so so that was my like special um moment with that happening to me with like country music wow yeah that's yeah and it led to the stardust and hurt album of like synthy country songs that i did that, yeah, that wouldn't I think have that happened the, without it. I think that was the first thing of yours I ever wrote about, actually. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I I I came to it pretty late too. Um, I can't remember when it was, but George Jones was a big it, I, it was a similar thing. It was I don't know, there's something about his voice. And he's his songwriting is just incredible. Like the way his and his storytelling and his like all of it is so good. And and he's just he's a pretty fascinating character. Yeah, I mean, um, multi-dimensional, like problematic, multi-layered, um, like beautiful it, expressionist. Yeah, there's like a little yeah. bit of everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who? What? Who are some other country artists that you in this period that you discovered that you really that you love? Uh, Willie Nelson. Yeah. I've never really. Uh, I didn't. I've never like really listened to too much Willie Nelson, but then like yeah, dove in. That man has a golden voice. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, Dolly Just... Parton. It made me like like 
love Dolly Parton even more and like want to like keep seeking out so much more. She's another Capricorn musician, you know, who has like nice. reinvented herself over oh. and over again, like made this yeah. entire universe. Um, yeah. tried so many things like, yeah, huge, deep, vast respect. Yeah, yeah. no, that, yeah. And it's done. It's just, yeah. And just can, and she's another one, like just cont- I mean, Willie too. I mean, they're both still out there. Yes. Like, <laughs> Just, I saw, gosh, it must have been 2005 or something. Willie Nelson and uh, Bob Dylan toured together. Right. I feel like I heard about that. um, Yeah. My dad and I, it was, and it was in July and it was outdoors at a baseball stadium. And July in in Tulsa, Oklahoma is horrible. It is 100 plus degrees. It is really humid. And I remember the day of, we were just like, are we going to go? It's awful. <laughs> and it was like, especially hot. We were just like, God, it's going to, you know, we're like, no, we, you know, we bought the tickets. We got to go. We got to go. Nice. And it was, and Willie played first and he, it, I mean, it was just, he had, he just had everybody in the palm of his hand mm. and just, and his voice. It's, I mean, he sounded perfect standing on a stage in the 110 degree heat of, in a middle of Oklahoma. Yeah. Like, it was just perfection. And then Dylan was fun. like Dylan in that tour. It was the, it was fine. You couldn't really, it, the sound was terrible and you couldn't really tell one song from another. Oh. And he, he didn't seem like he wanted to be there at all, but yeah, I've, um, I've heard, uh, <laughs> I've heard it can be like that sometimes. Yeah. But you know, I can, I can be like, Hey, I saw Bob Dylan. Yeah. So that's, truly. Um, but I, yeah, I love, I love Willie's one of my big, I love Willie Nelson. Mm-hmm. I could I could listen to that man sing anything and just be happy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But George Jones, that that's that's a great pick. Nice. All right. Well, we've come to the end. The big question. Cool. I think I know the answer. Yeah. But Larry Wish, what is your favorite song? Um, <laughs> that one is gonna be Till I Die by the Beach Boys. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like every time I hear it, um, it's very, it feels like very grounding. Um, Mm -hmm. it feels, it's very like spiritual and, and metaphysical in nature. And it, 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 it aligns and like tunes me to like, to, to those like cares that I have like within my soul. And I just, I just love it so much. And just that it's like one that, that Brian Wilson like wrote the words to and the music to, and that it's kind of Mm -hmm. like purely like his expression. Mm -hmm. I just think it's, it's such a beautiful song and talk about like one that like makes you cry. Like that one always gets me so romantic, so poetic. It's like, Oh, we're not going to be here forever, but like actually like probably will be. It's like energy is forever. Oh, I love it. What a, and yeah, that's such like a beautiful sentiment. Yeah. And I don't know when I this is uh, this song. This is a song that changed my perspective on the Beach Boys actually. Because cool. when I was when I was a kid, I used to I would if if I was sick, if one of us was sick on a Sunday, like my mom went to church and would take us, but my dad stayed home. And so if we were sick, we'd stay home with my dad. And if I was staying home with my dad, we'd sit and listen to records. Yeah, and. We listen a lot. Of, we would listen to Beach Boys records, but it was like the Surfing USA and like Barbara Ant, like <laughs> yeah, the, like early '60s stuff. Yeah. yeah, and so which is fun, which is great. Yes. Like and and so that was my impression. And then I remember much later in life, I was probably in my I don't know late teens, early twenties, hearing this song and just like my jaw just dropped. Like yeah. it was just it's like oh my god, there's something else going on here. Yeah, and yeah, this is it's such a beautiful song. Yeah, I love showing this one to people that don't that like that think they know like all of the Beach Boys stuff, but they haven't heard <laughs> this for some reason. And it like yeah. it always it floors everyone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like yes, Pet Sounds is great, but keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, there's like there's so much, so much right. to hear, and like so much is great. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, this was fantastic. Like I said yeah. at the beginning, I feel like I feel like I have a a new understanding, a better understanding of you as an artist. And I think that is, that is, that is why I love doing this. It's so much fun. I'm so Um, glad that you're doing this and I'm, I'm so grateful for you having me on. This is awesome. 
Yeah, well, thanks for doing it, and thanks for just diving in head first, and then we yeah. overcame the technical difficulties. That, I know. You know. Yeah, it was it was it was a journey to get here, but we got here in the end. Yeah. Um. So Capricorn Sun is out now, and I'm sure you got some shows coming up. I don't know exactly when this will air, but if I'll let you know, and if there's a show coming up around then, I'll make sure we link it in the show notes or something that sounds good uh, i got one on sunday i got one on sunday evening uh it needs to be done by sunday where everyone go to the go to the eagles club in minneapolis <laughs> sunday. if you're not there yeah. i'll know you didn't september 24th no there's so many do you want me to say any there's like there's a there's if, yeah. if you're yeah, in you the twin say cities area like there's a bazillion chances to see me solo and with my like newly established live band um, oh yeah, I saw you say something about that. That you have a new, new Larry Wish band. There's a new Larry Wish band. I'm drumming and singing at the same time, which is oh, fun. Wow. I haven't done that in like a decade. Um, oh my gosh, that's... there's no, there's not a synth or a keyboard to be found. It's all guitars and oh my gosh. bass and drums and singing for now. It's awesome. Well, again, thank you so much, everybody. Go listen to Capricorn Sun, and there we go. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Once again, huge, huge thanks to Larry Wish for taking the time and just putting himself into this and just going for it. We, again, we had fun. We had a bunch of technical difficulties at the beginning that you didn't hear, of course, and we persisted, got through, um, got to know each other better, and again, it was wonderful. Please check out his new album, Capricorn Sun. Again, out now on Orange Milk Records. And if you are in Minneapolis, Twin Cities area, he should be playing some solo shows and the Larry Wish Band playing shows. So keep an eye out for those. Go see him. Um, as for me, you know where to find me. Wherever on social media, at Foxy Digitalis. Over on Patreon, patreon.com slash foxydigitalis. If you like these episodes and you want a little bit more, then that is the place for you. Each episode has... Uh, exclusive Patreon section, and you get a bunch of other stuff. You get these episodes early. Plus, you get just tons of other stuff over there that's fun and wonderful and exciting, and it's just really goes to help support the cause and keep Foxy Digitalis going. Yes. Um, otherwise, send me an email. Send me a voicemail. As a reminder, you can listen to all of Larry's picks at the link in the show notes. There is a playlist of all these songs on YouTube. So give them a listen. See what you think. I don't know. Maybe they'll make you feel something similar or totally opposite. I have no idea, but you should check him out until next time. Keep listening to whatever the hell you want. <laughs>